Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2021. And here we are at last in our first ever episode for the year, Successful Habits Book Club. I'm Arthur and I've missed you all. It's been what, three, four weeks since we last had our episode. And I'm really looking forward this year. You know, a lot of promises and there's a lot, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel with all the crazy things going on in the world today and we continue to be inspired by the authors of the books we're covering and for this session just to give you a refresher we're having the book by Dale Carnegie how to win friends and influence people it's an amazing book it was written about 70 80 years ago but the lessons instilled in the book continues to be relevant today so let me go ahead and share my screen for everybody so here we go. All right. So this is the book we've, we're covering today, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. So as you can see, this man is an amazing man. You know, he's one of the inspirations for many of our current authors and speakers. And his message continues to be relevant today. So here we go. Let's officially begin the show. So ladies and gentlemen, once again, good afternoon. Welcome to Real Estate IQ, number one in deal finding. And welcome to the webinar, Successful Habits Book Club. I'm Arthur, and we bring you another episode in this insightful world of books. So why this book club? Why are we having this webinar? Well, it has been said that our success is a direct result of all the habits we have. And the more successful habits we adopt, like reading, the more successful we become. And reading on a regular basis is one of the most impactful, successful habits we can all develop. Ask any successful person made in business, in social work, or leading a country. The bottom line there is they've all been reading books. And here's a couple of wise words coming from wise men. A mind needs books as a sword needs a whetstone, if it is to keep its edge. A great book should leave you with many experiences and slightly exhausted in the end. You get to, you know, live several lives while reading by William Styrone. And a book is a garden, an orchard, a storehouse, a party, a company, by the way, a counselor and a multitude of counselors by Charles Baudelaire. So who are we? For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, well, Real Estate IQ is a technology and data company focused on creating work from home automated systems for the real estate investment community. So we offer software as a service. And if you are in need of, you know, you're searching for houses for, for to make to your, you know, to get your next deal, we can help you out with that. And these are our work from home automated systems. We have the deal analysis, which allows you to, to unlimitedly um, compare properties of the same size, same location, same make. And we have deal finding if you want to make your own deals and search, browse over 45,000 motivated seller leads. We have premium with skip trace emails, phone numbers, grab your phone, get to your next big deal. And we have the CRM or the customer relationship management, which allows you to automate your investing business. And finally, we have the staffing service. If you are in need of qualified people to help you out in your real estate operations, we can help you out with that. 
And our vision for this book club is to bring together a core group of highly motivated individuals and high performers to grow together. And we're so happy to announce that we are going to be turning one year this March. So how time flies. So we're really looking forward to that. And our mission is to empower your journey to freedom and success. So come and join us in our passive investment program to stay on top of passive investment opportunities in the real estate IQ community for program benefits, networking opportunities, and etc. Please visit our site at realestateiq.co slash invest with us. And this is our timeline for today. I'm currently doing the introduction and we're going to be having the highlights of featured chapters. So we are now on part two chapters three chapters two and three and we're going to be turning over the floor to our panelists for discussion and the last 10 minutes will be for interaction you know online networking and question you may have for our panelists and here's a disclaimer all information in the presentation is intended for educational purposes only we do not offer investment financial or legal advice so here we are, ladies and gentlemen, Successful Habits Book Club, our panelists. Here's our discussion leader. His expertise are in the field of residential and commercial real estate, communication, creative problem solving and deal structuring and strategy. Friends, coach and speaker, real estate investor, Mr. Brent Mott. Our second discussion leader is called The Closer. The closer of deals, offering complete end-to-end -end turnkey support and power team, the president of Briar Court Homes, Mr. Michael Jeftias. And the third member of the panel, he's in the, he's in the field of education. He's a life coach, a strategist, helping individuals reach their ultimate potential. He's a public school teacher in Austin, Texas, and also a real estate investor. And he considers himself a lifelong learner. Friends, here's Juan Valadez. So let's get into it. Let's have the book. We have How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Here's part two, six ways of making people like you. Chapter two, a simple way to make a good first impression. Actions speak louder than words, and a smile says, I like you. You make me happy. I'm glad to see you. That is why dogs make such a hit. They are so glad to see us when they almost jump out of their skins. So naturally, we are glad to see them. An insincere grin? No, that doesn't fool anybody. We know it is mechanical and we resent it. The real smile is a heartwarming smile, a smile that comes from within, the kind of smile that will bring a good price in the marketplace. Professor James McConnell, a psychologist at the University of Michigan, expressed his feelings about the smile. People who smile, he said, tend to manage, teach, and sell more effectively, and they also raise happier children. There's far more information in a smile than a frown. That's why encouragement is such more, you know, it's a more effective teaching device than punishment. The effect of a smile is powerful, even when it is unseen. 
telephone companies throughout the United States in the 40s and the 50s have a program called the Phone Power, which is offered to employees who use the telephone for selling their services or products. In this program, they suggest that you smile when talking to the phone. Your smile comes through in your voice. The chairman of the board of directors in one of the largest rubber companies in the United States said that people rarely succeed at anything unless they have fun doing it. This industrial leader doesn't put much faith in the old adage that hard work alone is the magic key that will unlock the door to our desires. I have known people, he said, who has succeeded because they had a rip-roaring good time conducting their business. But later, I saw those people change as the fun became work. The business had grown dull, they lost all joy in it, and they failed. You must have a good time meeting people if you expect them to have a good time meeting you. Mr. William Steinhardt, a New York stockbroker, shared, I rarely smile, but when I began to make it a part of my daily routine, I soon found out that everybody was smiling back at me. I treat those who come to me with complaints or grievances in a cheerful manner. I smile as I listen to them, and I find that adjustments are accomplished much easier. I find that smiles are bringing me dollars, many dollars every day. I eliminated criticisms from my system. I give appreciation and praise now instead of condemnation. I have stopped talking about what I want. I am now trying to see the other person's viewpoint. These things have revolutionized my life. I am totally different man, a happier man, a richer man, richer in friendships and happiness. The only things that really matter much after all. Everybody in the world is seeking happiness and there is one sure way to find it. That is by controlling your thoughts. Happiness doesn't depend on outward conditions. It depends on inner conditions. It isn't what you have or who you are or where you are or what you are doing that makes you happy or unhappy. It is what you think about it. For example, two people may be in the same place, doing the same thing. Both may have an equal amount of money and prestige, and yet one may be miserable and the other happy. Why? Because of a different mental attitude. Your smile is a messenger of your goodwill. Your smile brightens the lives of all who see it. To someone who has seen a dozen people frown, your smile is like the sun breaking through the clouds. And here's part two, chapter three. If you don't do this, you are headed for trouble. Now, Jim Farley was known to remember people by their first names. Make no mistake about it. That ability helped Mr. Farley put Franklin Roosevelt in the White House when he managed Roosevelt's campaign in 1932. For months in the political campaign, Jim Farley wrote hundreds of letters a day to people all over the western and northeastern states. He would drop into town, meet his people at breakfast, lunch, over tea or dinner, and give them a heart-to-heart -heart talk. Then he'd dash off again on another leg of his journey. As soon as he arrived back east, he'd write them a personal letter. These letters began with, Dear Bill, or Dear Jane, and they always were signed Jim in the end. 
Jim Farley discovered early in life that the average person is more interested in his or her own name than in all the other names on earth put together. Remember that name and call it easily and you have paid a subtle and very effective compliment. As a young man back in Scotland, Andrew Carnegie got hold of a mother rabbit. He soon had a whole nest of little rabbits and nothing to feed them with. But he had a brilliant idea. He told the boys and girls in the neighborhood that if they would go out and pull enough clover and dandelions to feed the rabbits, he would name the bunnies in their honor. The plan worked like magic and Carnegie never forgot it. Years later, he made millions by using the same psychology in business. For example, he wanted to sell steel rails to the Pennsylvania Railroad. And Edgar Thompson was the president of the, the Pennsylvania Railroad then. So Andrew Carnegie built a huge steel mill in Pittsburgh and called it the Edgar Thompson Steel Works so that the company would continue to buy from them. Carnegie one time met with Pullman to talk about a merger of their two interests. He pictured in a glowing term the mutual advantages of working with, you know, together instead of against each other. Pullman listened attentively. He wasn't wholly convinced. Finally, he said, what would you call the new company? And Carnegie replied promptly, why the Pullman Palace Car Company, of course. Pullman's face brightened. Come into my room. Let's talk over it. And the talk made industrial history. The policy of remembering and honoring names of his friends and business associates was one of the secrets of Andrew Carnegie's leadership. He was proud of the fact that he could call many of his factory workers by their first names. We should be aware of the magic contained in a name and realize that this single item is wholly and completely owned by the person with whom we are dealing and nobody else. The name sets the individual apart. It makes him or her unique among all others. The information we are imparting takes on special importance when we approach the situation with the name of the individual. From the waitress to the senior executive, the name will work magic as we deal with others. And that's it. Those are the highlights of part two, chapters two and three. And let me turn over the floor now to our smile experts, Brent, Michael, and Juan. Thank you so much, Arthur. Uh, awesome introduction. Uh, man, I, I love this book. This is such a good uh, information and such uh, kind of negotiation sales 101. So, I mean, the, the, the stuff in here is, is absolutely huge. Uh, one of the workshops that I teach is on negotiation and the biggest takeaway from that entire thing uh, is, is to smile. Uh, smiling is the easiest way uh, that we can lead body language. Uh, Carnegie touches on this, uh, uh, but Tony Robbins really talks about how much our physiology has uh, on the impact of, of our emotions. So our emotions impact how we, how we hold ourselves, you know, if we're depressed or sad, you know, we might be, 
you know, slumped over or whatever. But if we pull our shoulders back, sit up straight, breathe deeper, um, we're releasing dopamine uh, into our bloodstream and we feel better. So our neurological pathways are actually a two-way street. Um, our, our emotions tell our physiology how to react, but our physiology can also tell our emotions uh, how to react and, and what we should uh, be doing. Uh, when we smile, and uh, Carnegie didn't get into the, the biochemics of this, um, but uh, when we smile, we actually release dopamine into our bloodstream. And uh, I mentioned smiling is the easiest way to lead body language. Uh, when we smile at someone uh, in general, they smile back. Uh, when they smile, that releases dopamine, a feel good drug into their bloodstream. All right. And because they're looking at you when that dopamine hits their bloodstream, they automatically associate that that drug, that feeling with you. So they automatically like you better. Um, so, I mean, there, there is a ton of biology and, and uh, uh, chemistry that, that goes into this uh, as well. So, uh, tons, of, uh, uh, tons of takeaways from this. Um, uh, I love that he opens up. This is why, uh, this is what makes dogs such a hit, or this is why dogs make such a hit. They are so glad to see us that they almost jump out of their skin. So naturally we're glad to see them. So I've got a little Yorkie. You probably saw him in, in my lap a few minutes ago. And oh my gosh, if I leave the house for five minutes, you know, he reacts when I come back, like he thought he'd never see me again. And he's just <laughs> tickled pink. He thinks it's absolutely amazing. And you know, that makes me like him. Uh, I, I want to be around him. So versus uh, the cat who pretends he doesn't need you when he really does. Well, that's why I don't have a cat. Bingo. Um, so this is kind of funny about growing up on a farm. We, we had cats on the farm, but cats were never allowed in the, on a farm. Cats are, their job is to get rid of mice and snakes. Mice. So the, uh, the, the cats had to live in the garage and in the barn. Um, and they got, an, they got enough food to sustain them, uh, because you, you wanted to make sure that they stayed healthy and alive, but you also didn't want to overfeed them because you wanted them hunting. So yeah, the, sure the cat self-reliant and lets you know it, but the cat doesn't get to sleep with the heater and, uh, in the winter and the, uh, and the AC in the summer. Um, so, I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, uh, man, I feel like I highlighted this entire chapter. So if you want, I think I'm just going to read the chapter out loud. Uh, well, it's going to feel that way. Um, but professor James V McConnell, a psychologist at the university of Michigan expressed his feelings about a smile. People who smile, he said, tend to manage, teach, and sell more effectively and to raise happier children. There's far more information in a smile than a frown. That's why encouragement is a much more effective teaching device than punishment. So an, another thing about smiling is smiling puts us in a better mood. Uh, it puts us in a uh, position of gratitude. And uh, one of the books that I was reading outside of book club uh, I guess I, I cheated on you all by reading a book outside of book club. Um, it was called The Magic, but it was all about uh, gratitude. And when we focus on gratitude, um, we find more things to be grateful for. When we smile, when we focus on happiness, we find more things to be happy for. So it's it's something that 
you know, you can be uh, cognitively aware um, and looking for for more opportunities uh, to be happy. So, um, uh, by the way, I'm, I've got stuff to talk about, but definitely want to hear from everybody else as well. So when you've got stuff, just, just pitch in. Yeah, Brent, Brent, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, you know, I know mowing our own lawns and doing our own landscape is not something we should be spending our time on, but you know what, when I'm out there and it's a hundred degrees and I'm mowing my lawn at three tenths of an inch and I've burned off 1400 calories, it makes me smile. It makes me happy. And you know what happens? I am infinitely more better on the phone, closing deals, because I am in a much better mood than when it gets dark at five o'clock and it's 32 degrees out and I'm crabby. You need a greenhouse is what you need. And then, I need and like to be surrounded by those LED sunlights or something. You can, uh, you can mow the grass in your greenhouse. I go out and just drool over my mowers in the winter and say, it's okay, my precious. I'll be out soon. <laughs> you could just get AstroTurf. And, uh, you know, I would love that, except actually I would hate that. But it's <laughs> funny because we're not allowed not to go on a tangent. We're not allowed to water in our city, but our city has made that illegal unless you're the Cowboys Stadium, which they made it legal in. <laughs> of course. They made AstroTurf illegal? It's illegal in Frisco. Oh, wow. And then when I went to the board about it, because all they were saying is you can't water, you can't water, you can't water. Of course, I still water. Um, and I asked them, well, why is AstroTurf illegal? Every, every board member looked at them. Well, I don't know. And so they've been studying it for the last three years. Takes a lot to study. Oh, and yes. the PGA is opening up in Frisco and they're allowed to use AstroTurf too. Well, there you go. Well, Michael, I suggest that you smile. You know, yeah. I will as soon as I can mow again. But until then, I'm in solidarity with crabbiness. <laughs> well, just, just uh, run the mower over your grass. Just put on a yeah. just, just lift the blade. Just lift the blade up a little higher and you won't really cut it, but it'll, you know. I'm just going to go out there and play some music and say, please grow, please grow, please grow, please grow. <laughs> well, it, it's making us smile just thinking about it. So, hey, I am here for you guys. You're doing a good job. not a giver. You know, I don't care what Brent says behind my back. You guys are okay. <laughs> there we go. So, you know, you talk about uh, how much more effective you are because how, you know, taking care of your lawn is your therapy. Yes. Um, you didn't say it. Also good for the marriage. <laughs> Just you getting out of the house. Yes. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Uh, especially when I'm the one that's absent and it's Judy's heart. Keith, that is blasphemy. I can't believe you would throw such a suggestion as that. OMG. <laughs> but, uh, but you, you talked about how, you know, after you mow your yard, you're in a better mood uh, and, and you do better on the phone. The next paragraph talks about the effect of a smile is powerful, even when it is unseen. Um, even when you're on the phone, you can hear the smile uh, through your voice. Uh, when I, uh, when I take a call with a seller, I'm excited to hear them. Um, uh, it annoys Judy because I'm super upbeat on the phone. Uh, and, and I, and it's a, um, I, I we just rewatched the movie Wolf of Wall Street, um, which is a, a 
it, it can't be offensive, but but some good sales. You, you can learn some good sales techniques, but in one of the scenes, it talks about his dad getting furious when somebody called him, but then he was just super nice on the phone. Um, and it's a, in, in general, I'm not as furious when someone calls, but when, when I pick up the phone, it's just an instant sunshine and rainbows, regardless of, of how tired well, I am. Don't you think, I mean, you are very learned in, in the different philosophies of, of selling. Don't you think what Carnaby, I, I like to boil things down to the most basic terms. And what we were just reading and, and going over is that Carnegie was smart enough to know, I don't want to say opponent, but know who he was sitting across the desk from, how to feed into them and how to feed into their ego and get what he needed. I also think that the converse to that is knowing yourself and how to get the most out of yourself. Guys, I have ADHD and it's not ADHD. It's ADHHHHHD. I'm smart enough to know that when I have physical activity, I can focus better. I can get more done. So I would say, I, I, I would argue that the larger lesson in here is not only knowing who you, whom you're sitting across from, but knowing yourself and how to get the most out of yourself. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know, it, 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 when Michael was talking about mowing the lawns and I, and I, and I, one of the things that I underlined was people ra- rarely succeed at anything unless they have fun doing it. And so sometimes we have to do things we don't like, but if you're, if, if in Michael's case, we'll use that is the mowing of the lawn puts him in such good state for me, it's running, but it puts you in such good state that now you can focus on the thing you may not want to be doing. And you have a hut, a, a much more, a much better attitude. I find that smiling does. I, I practice before I make cold calls. I, 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 one, I don't make cold calls sitting down. I'm always standing up and I'm always practicing. My wife has this, why are you smiling so big? It's like, because I'm, I'm trying to get my message across to the people and they're like, they can't see you. Like, yeah, but they can feel me. And so, so yeah. yeah. I made, I made the biggest assignment I ever did was $63,000. And I did it while I was outside on earbuds planting a palm tree. <laughs> there you go. Makes you happy. Yeah. Um, an, another That's impressive. Thing, uh, another good trick, uh, if this isn't natural for you, is when you're cold calling or on the phone, put a mirror on the desk or, or have a mirror and oh. smile at yourself in the mirror uh, while you're talking. Because the way you look in the mirror is the way you sound. Um, if you look try that. grumpy and pissed off, you're going to sound grumpy and pissed off. But if you look excited and people are going to do business with us because we're excited to do business with them, that that's contagious. You can hear that over the phone uh, as well. Um, well. That's pretty bad because Julie makes fun of me because I call it a mirror. A mirror? Mirror. <laughs> and, I, and I put stuff in draws. Draws. And you drive well, your cat. No, actually, I own a car and my brother is oh. unlike what my parents say, because if you Matt. ask my parents, it's M-A-R-A-H-H-H-K. <laughs> there you go. Um, so we're back all to about the, tangents today, Brent. Yeah, well, we're, we're tangent chasing. Wednesday. I'm just letting you know that there's that ADHD. Bingo. Um, I didn't get out today. You're making me look functional. You know what it is? I've spent 70 hours in the last four days, five days, and I've done nothing but completely rebuild my website. And it's about to launch today. I'm waiting for it to propagate. So I have not stepped foot outside this house and I'm feeling well, it. It, ha- it hasn't, uh, it hasn't been that, that pretty out. Um, so I'm sure y'all got snow up in Frisco. 
Yeah, we got some flakes, but nothing worth uh, bragging over. Wow, we got we got snow here in Austin. Yeah. Did you? I mean, built a snowman. Well, it's because Austin's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, uh, they're keeping it that way too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that's what they say. Cold, miserable rain. Anyways, but I was smiling. Um, we uh, uh, we went down for uh, Josh and Aaron. And I went down to Port Aransas for Josh's birth, uh, Josh's bachelor party, and uh, we were supposed to go fishing, but got snowed out of fishing. Uh, yeah, you texted me that you were doing that. I'm thinking to myself, really? Are you gonna be cutting icebergs with that thing? We, we booked it a month ago, Jan- January. I mean. Earlier last week, I was in shorts and flip flops outside. I mean, yeah. it, it, uh, you you just don't know. Uh, but uh, when he was talking about smiling on the phone, the next uh, paragraph, Carnegie was talking about the the person that was trying to recruit an employee, and it was a highly sought after employee, and they decided to go with uh, with that person's company because they sounded excited to have them and made it and made them and their excitement made them excited to come. Uh, work for that company and made it seem like it was a more uh, enjoyable place to be. Um, also, you have to have a good time meeting people if you expect them to have a good time meeting you. So uh, be friendly in a non, I know everybody on here except for Arthur uh, and Jeff, I guess. Um, I know outside of the COVID world. Um, and we uh, do a lot of networking, and that's, that's, the I get at this point I get as many deals from networking as I do from any from anything else. I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. I hate networking events. I I absolutely I I don't hate them, but I'm not excited to go. I I don't enjoy networking. Um, I don't think I'm good at it. Um, I, I have some very specific tools that I use because I'm bad at networking that make it seem like I'm really good at networking um, because I've got a loud mouth and I'm good at getting in front of a room. Um, but I'm terrible at one-on-one conversations. Um, but it's a, I, I put on a show of, I'm really excited um, to, to meet people. I, I am an extrovert, but I'm not as extroverted as most people think. Um, given, given my choice, me and Judy would hang out at our house. I, and I, and we, and I'd never leave the house. Um, I do like people, but I mean, when, when I'm networking, I mean, it's a, uh, it, it's not a, a forced, but it's a, um, a, a created desire to do that. And you can create that desire, um, within it. And, you know, he talks about finding stuff that, that you really like to do. Um, a lot of, a lot of what we do as an entrepreneur isn't fun, but I love, uh, when I'm doing something that I don't love, I love to be grateful for what doing that is going to provide for me and my family and, and what other opportunities is that going to be open? So when I'm doing something that I know I'm not going to particularly enjoy, I look at, you know, what is that going to do for me? What, what other opportunities is that going to uh, generate for me. What, what are we, what, what else am I going to be able to do from that? Um, I taught a, I taught a workshop this weekend. Um, and as soon as I was done with the workshop, um, I got to drive down to the coast to, to hang out with two of my best friends. Um, I wasn't particular. I, I, I would have 
given the opportunity of teaching a seminar on Sunday and just driving to the coast earlier, I would have preferred to drive to the coast earlier, but how many relationships did I get to build by teaching that seminar? How many more opportunities are going to come out of that? How many more partnerships are going to come out of that? So, and, and I got to go to the coast too. Um, so, I mean, it's a, you've got to look at even when things aren't as much fun as you would like them to be, um, think of the opportunities that they're going to create and then they are more fun and they are more enjoyable. Um, I, 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 I like, I like what you were just saying. I, because I, I think that, um, the, the, the principle too, at the very end of the chapter, you just, it's just a smile. Right. And, and, and it, and you talked about that smiling gives you a shot of dopamine and, and it's, and, and what does it creates that in the other, in, in other people too. And so, as you were, as you were saying that I was thinking about, um, I was thinking about the book, the magic, cause I, I did that as, you know, in the gratitude. And, and I realized that sometimes when I struggle to write the 10 things, I remember just smile and sit there for 30 seconds smiling. And all of a sudden, uh, you start to realize that you start to feel better. And when you feel better, you're more, you have more gratitude. And when you do that, you start to, to see even negative situations. Like you're saying yourself, it's, you don't enjoy networking, but if you put yourself in that state, um, you will, uh, even if you're not enjoying yourself, the rest of the people get a chance to enjoy the conversation that happens with, with them and you get to build that relationship. So absolutely. Uh, so one of the things I highlighted is find that smiles are bringing dollars, uh, dollars, many dollars every day. Um, and it's a, um, we, we, I, I'm a big fan of focusing on and studying what I want to attract in my life. Um, I study wealth, I study happiness, I study success. Um, these, these are the things that I study. And what I find is that when I, when I'm constantly studying for these things and they're constantly at the top of my mind, I'm constantly finding new opportunities for the things that I'm concentrating on. So if I'm constantly thinking, you know, I want to smile and be upbeat and excited. Um, I find more opportunities for things to be happy about. Um, Tony Robbins, uh, says that we're all in charge of what makes us happy. So we all get to set the rules for what it takes to make me happy. You know what? I set my rules really, really low. I, I set the bar low for what it takes to make me happy. I'm, I'm, I, I want an easy win. I'm pretty easy to please um, in, in most things. So we, we get to make that decision. Um, uh, so this is a... Uh, uh, you don't feel like smiling, then what? Two things. First, force yourself to smile. Uh, and if you're alone, force yourself to whistle or hum or tune a song. Um, so if you don't feel like smiling, just do it anyways. Um, if you don't feel like making a cold call, just do it anyways. Um, that That is so often a key to success is the, the activities that lead to success um, are fun because they lead to success and that's it. So just do it anyways is such a, uh, that's a Jocko Willink thing to say of, of just do it anyways. Um, uh, so, uh, got that. And then just while we're, while we're on this page, 
um, uh, it, uh, uh, when he was talking about eliminating criticism, he says, uh, I have stopped talking about what I want. I am now trying to see the other person's point of view. How many times have, how many times have we seen this in the, in this club? I think we we've seen this as a recurring theme. I think in, in every book that we've read together is the, I have stopped talking about what I want and I am now trying to see the other person's point of view. No one cares what you want. No one cares. Um, focus on what they want um, and how that and 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 show them how you can help them get what they want. It goes back to the Zig Ziglar. Uh, if if you help enough people get what they want, you can't help but get what you want. You know, Brent. Along those lines, when I put together um, our strategic partners. It was when I approached them for every single one, look, I had an end goal in mind, but for every single one, I broached what was in it for them. Why would they want to agree to be a strategic partner? And in it benefiting them, it ultimately benefited me. But to to your point, it's totally fair. What's in it for them? I mean, uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Just, uh, um, it's, a Hey, I want to be strategic partners with you because I'm missing this in my business. No. Hey, what, what, what are you missing in your business? Is there, is there anything missing? Is there anything that you're looking for? Um, whenever, so I have, uh, uh, I have a lot of people approach me to partner on deals and I love to partner on deals. Um, I love splitting the pie, but real often. So I, I love, I love splitting, splitting the pie. I love partnering on deals. I also like pie and I don't want to, I don't want to partner if I don't need to. And I don't, I don't want you to have to pay me unless you need me. I, I get, uh, two or three times a week. Somebody approaches me, Hey, I want to partner on this deal. And I'll say, you know, what, what, what are you looking for? Well, I'm, I'm looking for this and this and, and I'll say, you know, I can just help you with that. I, I think you can do that on your own. I don't think you need me on that. And a lot of times they say, no, I, I know I can do it on my own, but I, I just want to see the way that you do it. Um, but I mean, before, before, before I, uh, partner, before I take somebody part of somebody else's deal, I want to at least, you know, say, Hey, I'll help you out. And you don't have to pay me on this thing. And so often people choose to pay me on it. And so often they choose to bring me in on the next one. Um, so, uh, what's really funny is the, the first time. So Aaron, my business partner, uh, is, is a genius. I, I mean, they're nothing short of genius. And, uh, the, the first time that, that I talked to him, I just said, I don't, I don't know how I can help you. <laughs> like, I don't know what, what, what you're looking for. Um, and you know, he was, was looking to, um, build relationships faster. Um, and that's something that I can do. So, I mean, but I mean, as far as I, I thought I knew a lot about commercial real estate until I met Aaron and then I'm like, Oh crap. Um, and, and he explained to me like the stuff that he does. And I'm like, 
I don't think you need me. He's like, yeah, but I want to focus on this stuff. And I want, I'm, I want you to focus on the stuff that, that you're good at. And I'm, uh, good at relationships. So, I mean, that's, that's cause I like to smile. That That's really what it boils down to. Um, uh, so it keeps on going. Uh, th- this talks about kind of along the lines of what I was saying with the physiology and the neural pathways being a two way street. Action seems to follow feeling, but really action and feeling are together. And by regulating action, which is under the more direct control of the will, we can indirectly regulate the feeling, which is not. So that's just what Tony Robbins says, put a different way. So if you don't feel like smiling, do it anyways. Um, Everybody in the world. I think that's also like a path to finding yes. You know, like even when you and I work together, like we were the other day. And we were talking numbers. You and I were both genuinely looking for a way to both say yes to the deal. And we made it work. Yeah. Well, and and I mean, it's a, um, and and we both, and it's, and and it's because of a relationship. It's because of, of the relationship. And if, if we look at, so, so you and I, um, to, to partner on deals, we're going to have to, we're going to have to actively find ways to partner on deals because you have the, the, what you can sell properties for and what I can buy properties for. They don't overlap. Those numbers don't overlap. So I paid a little bit more than I normally would. You took a little bit less than, or you took a lot less than you normally would, uh, for, for the relationship. But I mean, it's also a, um, I'm willing to pay a little bit more for deals because I know there's going to be consistency. You know that you can take a little bit less because you know there's going to be consistency. I mean, it, it's a, you you sold that property with a phone call. Uh, and, and I mean, it's a, um, and, and I mean, that that's just all about finding the ways to, to, to work. Cause I mean, yeah, there. And, and I told you, I said, I know you can sell this for more than this, but this is, this is what I can do. And you said, and, and you agreed. <laughs> um, but I mean, it, it's just a, uh, it's all about finding those synergies and that repeat business. Um, go ahead. Let me, I, I just, I, I think that that that's really important that, that, that especially, uh, new investors, um, who, I mean, I know that happened to me when I started, I'm like, you know, it was like, I wanted to get the deal. I wanted to get the deal. I wanted to get the next deal, but I never focused on how I could benefit by helping others benefit, how building those relationships and and creating that synergy. As I started, as as I did this more and more, I realized, yeah, it, it, it makes so much more sense. If I go out and help Michael, Brent, James, whoever it is make money, I'm going to make money. And even if I don't make money as much as I want to this time, they're going to remember it and they're going to say, Hey, you know what? Let's go back over there. And again, I, it, as simple as it is, it's, it just starts with that smile that creates that connection that create, you know, that, that you can start building from. So. And, and Juan, you are spot on. I can't tell you the number of people that I have texting me, calling me and emailing me on a daily basis that are repeat customers saying, what have you got? What have you got? What have you got? <laughs> I will tell you that of my last 15 deals, there is only one I have actually had to send an email out on. 
It's because I got them sold before I even have time to write up an email on it. It's about the relationships. It's about, yes, with these people, I'm willing to take a little bit less than I know I can get for them because of the relationship. And, and it's guaranteed no BS. And that to me is worth something because they know it's guaranteed no BS dealing with me. If something comes up, they know I'm either gonna make it right or I'm gonna make their finances right. So it's a win-win for everybody. Absolutely. So, and, and I mean, circling back, and this is this is just an example of, of somebody doing it kind of the wrong way. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, and I don't have a way of saying this without sounding kind of egotistical. I'm, I'm a busy guy. I, I'm a busy, busy guy. And uh, I had somebody call me and say, "Hey, we think we're going to get in, into storage. Um, can, can I pick your brain?" Which I hate. Can I pick your brain? Like, like just a, cause that's a, Hey, I'm going to suck some value out of you with, without, uh, me returning anything. And, uh, and you know, I, I want to, I, I genuinely want to, and I, I enjoy it now. I'll, so let me preface. Um, if I have a relationship with you, yes, yes. Call and call me and pick my brain that don't have that be the first conversation that that's not it. That's not a, we've never talked. I want to pick your brain. And, uh, and, and, you know, I talked to them and, you know, I'm, and then they wanted to schedule, you know, a, a follow-up call to, to talk more about it. And, and it wasn't a, Hey, <laughs> we want to do this with you. It wasn't a, Hey, how can we add value? Hey, how can we, do something for you it's a hey how can you help us and um and kind and you know i i buy storage facilities um there's there's a lot of houses there are a lot of houses i am happy to teach somebody else to buy houses because i can't buy them all um there aren't that many storage facilities I don't really have a strong desire to teach someone else how to be my competition on a finite, finite re resource. Um, and, but I mean, it's like it, it would have just gone over much better if they called me and said, Hey Brent, we'd love to partner on a storage facility with you. Um, Hey, we've got a bunch of capital um, that we'd like to, that we'd like to put forward or, Hey, we found this deal. And we'd like to to partner on this deal with you or hey we'd like to partner on a deal can you teach us how to look for them so that we can bring something to partner on and it's it's just a um and i'm the i mean it i sound like an egotistical jerk a lot so i guess i should be more used to it and uh and not feel guilty for it every time not not because i shouldn't feel guilty but because I should have immunity at this point. Um, but I mean, it's a, I'm, I'm susceptible to this. You, you've got to think, you know, how susceptible are you to, Hey, you know, um, what's appeal to what's in it for me? Because I don't, I don't have a relationship with you. We've, we've never, we've never done anything together. Um, we've, and I mean, this particular person I've, met them at like three different uh networking events i don't know how they got my phone number um i, I mean and and it's just kind of a approach it in the right way of hey how can 
how can, what, what is something that I can do to help you? Um, when I started in, in the real estate business, um, I, I went to, uh, I was at six networking events a week and everyone I talked, what can I do to help you grow your business? What, what are you missing? What can I do? What, what can, how can I hustle for you? How can I serve you? Um, it, it's such an important thing for, for the growth. All right. So smiling is important. I, we covered that some, um, uh, but going back to the appealing to people's own self-interest, uh, we, we are running out of time. Uh, but, uh, the, the next chapter talks about using somebody's, uh, name, uh, and that being the sweetest sound in the world, uh, to another person. <clears throat> and, and it's something that, you know, I've got, I've got to work on. Um, in the beginning, it was a very simple one whenever he met. Oh, so this is Jim Farley's, uh, Arthur talked about Jim Farley and then he, uh, this is his simple way of remembering names in the beginning. It was a very simple one. Whenever he met a new acquaintance, he found uh, out his or her complete name and some facts about his or her family, business and political opinions. He fixed all these facts well in mind as part of the picture. And the next time he met that person, even if it was a year later, he was able to shake hands, inquire after the family and ask about the hollyhocks in the backyard. No wonder, uh, no wonder he developed a following. Um, uh, when I meet somebody, I can remember all the details about them. I'm still working on on remembering names. I do pretty good, but I'm, I'm still working on it. Uh, Jim Farley discovered early in life that the average person is a, is more interested in his or own in his or her own name than in all the other names on the earth put together. Um, it goes back to that appeal to their own self-interest that that's, that's really what it boils down to. Um, uh, talking about, uh, Andrew Carnegie, he knew how to handle people and that is what made him rich. It is not the best engineers that make the most money. Um, it is the, uh, it is the, the engineers that can interact with people the best. It's the people with the high emotional intelligence, not just the high IQ. Um, it's so my, my dentist, um, I'm, uh, my dentist is really, really funny because she is clearly taking a class on how to be nice to people. And I, I really, I appreciate it. I it's just, she, I can tell it naturally. She's just very introverted and it's not natural at all. And I, I just, I have to applaud her effort because she says Brent a little bit too often. And she always has every time, the first time I see her, she gets, she compliments something. And it's happened to be my boots the last two times I've been there, but she's like, Brent, I really like those boots, Brent. It's not quite that bad. Um, but it's it, but I mean, it's, it's a learned trait. And I mean, I guarantee you her dental practice is doing better because she is trying to, it's, it's a little, I think it's really cute that it's just kind of forced bedside manner. Um, but I mean, it's a, yeah, the doctors that have a better bedside manner that build better relationships are going to make more money. Guess what? They're also a lot less likely to get sued. Doctors with good bedside manner are a lot less likely to get sued 
But I mean, it's, it's just really funny because I can tell that she's taken a class on how to, uh, and, and I mean, it's like, it's almost like she's a, use their first name, Brent. It's very good to see you again today. It, it, but I mean, it, it, and even though it's kind of forced, it works. And, and I just think it's awesome. Uh, uh, Brent, let me add what you were just saying about the emotional intelligence. It's funny because look, I'm not the smartest guy in the room. I never will be. I'm not even close to it. What I can do is I can read a person a mile away. I can meet someone and within three seconds, I have them figured out. I know whether to trust them or not. I, 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 and I am also really good at seeing what other people's skill sets are. So as a manager, that was always one of my best skill sets is figuring out who were the right people to put around me to have successful execution. So I would argue that it's playing to your strengths, knowing your weaknesses, and, and that that, like what you were just saying with, with your dentist, she knows that's her weakness. She's working on it. Kudos to her. That's, that's more than half the battle. Absolutely. And if you know that you've got a, a weakness as an investor or whatever, work on it. Absolutely. I, I, I think I think that's key, though, is is knowing that weakness and, and, and consciously working on it, because two years from now, that won't that won't seem weird anymore because she's going to she's your dentist is going to not only remember your name, but she'll be able to interact with other people in, in that in a much more natural way, because she's for, she's she's making that effort again, forcing that smile forcing that smile, remembering your name, those small details that, that people really don't think about using. Uh, when I'm, when I'm talking to a seller, I make sure I remember their names. I make Absolutely. sure I remember their names. I remember, I remember their dog's names. Yeah. Their dog's names. I remember their children's names. I you know, use, really kind of pay attention to them because when you do that, people, people share more. So, mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and Keith, her hands are usually in my mouth, so I don't do a lot of talking. <laughs> All right. Anybody I other than that would know. be a weird statement. Yeah, time for Arthur to come in on that one. <laughs> so one, one thing, Arthur, if I, if I can just say one more thing, sure. it's talking about Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who's quite frankly is one of my least favorite presidents. Um, uh, but about how great he was with, with staff and people, um, Bill Clinton, another one of my not so favorite presidents was incredible with remembering people's names. Um, I don't remember, or, I don't know, uh, say that again. He could work a room. He could. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, George HW Bush, um, what, uh, uh, one of the, one of the things, when he died, I don't know if this happened on y'all's Facebook page, but when H.W. Bush died, I had probably a hundred friends on my uh, post, like taking pictures of handwritten notes from George H.W. Bush, and and just and just that that one, the, just, just, and it probably took him two minutes to write it, and that is one of their most prized possessions. So it's um, some of the most successful presidents are um uh have have a lot of the, the the categories and the and the use of their names by the way i know some secret service agents and they say trump is actually a really nice guy like on an individual level 
All right. Thank you so much, guys, for your wonderful sharing, as usual. And, of course, we're going to give a little time for our attendees to share their thoughts. So it's all about smiles. It's all about remembering people. So, Keith and I'm not sure if we have okay, another brand. I emailed in my login. <laughs> All right. So we're going to give the floor to you to share your thoughts to, to the audience, to the buddy. Yes. And I don't want to hear from Keith about painting my lawn. I'm just telling you that right now. <laughs> uh, personally, I, I'm just glad to be on the call. I'm, um, I just realized, I think it was yesterday that you guys had started reading this book and this is a book that I've been wanting to read. And um, I reached out to Brent earlier today to find out where you were um, so I can get caught up. So that's why I really didn't say much because um, I feel like I'm late to the, the book. And so now that I know where you guys are, I can catch up and for the next week's call. And uh, I'm glad I joined this call. Thank you. Tell your friends. Thank you, Keith. We appreciate your presence. Yes. Um, sir, can we have your name, please? Oh, <laughs> David. I see what you're talking about now. <laughs> I didn't realize. Oh, I get you. My name is David S. I get oh. you. Well, that's weird, though. I thought it came up. Anyways, doesn't matter. Um, so so uh, I think I caught a call just before Christmas when, when this book started. And um, I immediately downloaded it because I thought this is going to be one that I'm actually in front of. So I was pretty pleased with myself that I'm in front of. And, and I can't help but think that the bottom line is that this stuff is so common sense. But it is so refreshing to hear it again and go, oh yeah, a simple smile, a simple, hey Brent, hey Juan, hey Michael, hey Arthur, how you doing? And smiling, it just, it's amazing. I can't help but think to my, my boss that I had in my W2, he used to, similar to your dentist friends, and, and everything was, good morning, David, how you doing, David? Yeah, well, David, this is what I'm thinking, David, this is what I, and it's like, David, enough with the name already, <laughs> but it, it was interesting, you clearly had learned that along the way, but um, this, this book is so, I guess, simple. There's simple concepts, but just so crucial. It's just, it's amazing. I, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy the discussion as well. Thank you so much, David. Thank you so much, Keith. Well, that's all the time we have for today. So next week, we're going to be moving on to the next two chapters. So that's part two, um, chapters four and five. So don't you worry if you are unable to read the book, I'm going to give you the highlights. So it's still the same as we usually do. And I think that's it for now. Thank you so much, Brent, Juan, Michael, uh, David, and Keith, and Jeff. And see you all next week. Enjoy Bye, the rest of your day. Bye-bye. All right, thank you. Hey, Arthur? Yes.